you want But if you try sometimes Well you might find what is up, Dolphins, and welcome to another episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Aletti. Guys, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, man, I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for, for listening. Appreciate your support. And if you're not new, if you've been listening to the podcast, man, thank you again for your support. Thank you for you know constantly coming on, spending your valuable time listening to the podcast. Really means a lot to me. So today on the podcast, I wanted to cover two things. First, I wanted to talk about the Will Fuller signing, my thoughts and everything on it. And then also with that, I wanted to talk about um, the Isaiah Wilson news that just came out. So let's start out with the negative because I always like to talk about the negative first. Give me the bad news and the good news. Bad news is today, this morning, I believe, the Dolphins have officially released Isaiah Wilson. Now, Isaiah Wilson's only been on the team for about two weeks. If you don't know about Isaiah Wilson, which you definitely do, but Isaiah Wilson, first round pick last year to the Tennessee Titans. He plays offensive tackle, had a troubled uh, first season with COVID. Uh, He, you know, had some conduct where he was out partying, especially with COVID. You're not allowed to do that. So because of everything, he only played three snaps. I think it was actually four. Three of them were on special teams uh, or, or kneel down. One of them was on a... Uh, field goal. And the Dolphins took a chance on him. We swapped seventh round picks with the Tennessee Titans and we were going to pay him, I believe it was $1.175 million. Um, but because of recent videos that came out, we saw him on Twitter. I saw him yesterday. It was Isaiah Wilson. I don't know if it was his girlfriend, a friend, um, someone he didn't know. But they were just partying, drinking. Um, He posted a picture of a Sprite bottle and there was a a black drink in it. It said, if you know, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't do drugs or uh, drink a lot of alcohol. I drink the occasional glass of wine, maybe a couple beers. So I had no idea what the hell was in it, but I'm assuming it wasn't Kool-Aid. Okay, so he posted videos of that, of him smoking, of him just partying on his car, dancing on his car with his girl. And once I saw that, it was really upsetting to me, not because of what we were losing as Dolphin fans, because at the end of the day, we didn't lose anything. Okay, people who kind of laugh at the Dolphins for taking a chance on Isaiah Wilson, we didn't lose anything. We swapped seventh round picks. So instead of having that seventh this year, we have it next year. And then we actually don't have to pay him that money that we were supposed to pay him. We literally lost nothing. He doesn't get our money. And really, we just swapped seventh round picks. So if you're really, really upset that we don't have that, you know, three seventh round picks this year and we have two this year and then we have an extra one next year, then, yeah, I guess you're upset about this move. But it was just really upsetting to me, guys, because there's people out there that they're just troubled. And he is someone that the potential is through the roof, Uh, whether you agree he should have been taken in the first round or the second round. His potential was through the roof. Uh, He was a physical specimen. Uh, He was huge. And he was someone that I felt like really could have done well in our system. Not only would he have played along Solomon Kinley, who was a former teammate of him, of his at Georgia, but also uh, Brian Flores and him coming from the same high school, the same background. I thought that they would be able to help him 
However, it wasn't for lack of it, it wasn't lack of trying. Um, apparently, the Dolphins reached out to him. He didn't want to be helped. Um, he came late to his initiation meeting. He was late to a physical hours late. He didn't show up to a optional workout off season workout, which he said he would come to didn't show up to that. And for all those reasons, plus the video being posted, the dolphins have cut him. And it was just really upsetting because you have someone like him with such upside and you have a team like the dolphins that take a chance on you and you just for whatever reason, whether it's because of immaturity, you're lost, you know, hanging out with the wrong crowd, maybe all of the above, it just doesn't work out for you. And as much as I'm upset as a Dolphins fan, because I think, as I said, his upside was high and he would have been a great addition to our team, I'm even more upset for him, man, because it, it really sees me when you have trouble people, especially him, he's my age. I mean, I graduated college the same time as him, he's the same age as me. Um, so seeing people out there, knowing that there's people out there my age that are just troubled and lost right now, uh, and are missing out on amazing opportunities to play for great franchises, not just Miami, but even with the Titans, um, it's upsetting. And so, you know, prayers up to him, hope that he gets everything figured out. I don't know if another team's going to take a chance on him, but just best of luck to him and, and hope he gets that all figured out football side, just uh, him in general with his life. Uh, with his his group and his crowd that he hangs out with. I really hope that he uh, gets that all figured out, and you should too, because um, these are people out there. They're, they're football players, but they're also people, and wishing the best for him. So with that bad news aside, now that Isaiah Wilson is no longer part of the picture, we look at draft implications. And I saw someone put a tweet, and they said, Isaiah Wilson being on the team or not being on the team had no impact on whether or not you take Penny Sewell because Penny Sewell plays left tackle. And here's why I agree with that, but I also disagree with it. Isaiah Wilson could have played left tackle if you want him to. He wouldn't have, but he probably was going to play right tackle or right guard. Um, if he if he was good enough. You're gonna move someone over to left guard, and he was either gonna play right tackle, you move Robert Hunt into right guard, or he was gonna play right guard. Uh, and Robert Hunt play right tackle, you know, that whole shebang. But the reason I think it does make an impact is because say you were to get Penesul, right? And you had Isaiah Wilson. If you get Penesul, to me, you play him on left tackle. Okay, even if you don't play him on left tackle, if you put him at right tackle, now you have Robert Hunt, Isaiah Wilson, Solomon Kinley all competing for that right guard spot. Because... Eric Flowers is still on the team. If you get um, Penny Sewell and you put him at left tackle, then what do you do with Austin Jackson? Because then if you move him over there, then you have the same dilemma where you have Isaiah Wilson, Robert Hunt, all those guys competing on the right side, which competition is always a good thing. But at the same time, when you have three guys that have all started one season and now they're competing for a starting job and a backup gig, that's kind of tough on them. Okay. So I do believe that this has implications on the Dolphins drafting Penny Sewell. Now, the more and more I read, I listen about the Dolphins, I don't think they're going to take Penny Sewell at three. But when you lose someone that you planned, I don't know if the Dolphins planned on him playing on the offensive line, but when you lose someone on the offensive line, 
of his caliber where he could have been a starting right tackle or right guard, I do believe it it, it makes it a little more likely that we would get Penny Sewell. Not saying that because Isaiah Wilson's not on the team, it's for sure Penny Sewell. I don't think that. Um, now, I want to say this about the draft. Because we're talking about Penny Sewell. We're talking about free agency and a little bit with Will Fuller. I want to prepare people. And I'm preparing myself as well. I'm not going to exclude myself from this. The Miami Dolphins in a month and a half. I think it's like a month and a week is when the draft is. Are going to have a decision. To take someone at three. Or to trade back. As much as I can speculate on this channel. Or as much as people out there speculate on Twitter. I think we all learned from free agency. We have no idea what the hell is going on with our franchise. Not in a bad way. I'm saying we have no idea what our team plans on doing. And I think when you see people out there that are like, the Dolphins are definitely taking Smith or Chase or Waddle, or they're going to trade back with this team, or they're going to take Sewell or Pitts. We have no idea. And I, I talked about this in a tweet. I talked about this in my free agency videos before free agency began. I said, I'm talking about players I would want, but last year we heard nothing about Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, Eric Flowers, Shaq Lawson, Emmanuel Ogba. We heard nothing about any of those players, and those are the players the Dolphins got. How many rumors did we hear about Aaron Jones? Didn't didn't get him. How many rumors did we hear about Juju and Kenny Galladay? Not only did we not get them, they were still available when we took someone else, which we're going to talk about Will Fuller in a second. But what I caution Dolphin fans with is, while you heard Brian Flores say, yeah, we'd love to take a player, let's just say top 10. Yes, that may seem like they're going to trade back, but you have no idea what they plan on doing. They may have just said that so that they could take the best guy at three. I have no idea. But... I did want to say this because I see so many people that are like, yeah, we're definitely drafting Sewell now or we're definitely drafting Chase. We're not definitely doing anything. Because there isn't one thing that the Dolphins have done, aside from take Tua Tungvalo in the draft last year, there isn't one thing that the Dolphins have done since Brian Flores and Chris Greer got here, and I go all the way back to the Laramie Tunsil trade. There's not one thing that this organization has done that you saw coming. Isaiah, the Isaiah Wilson cut, maybe because obviously we saw the videos, but there's not one thing that this organization has done where we're like, yeah, I predicted that to happen. No. Tua Tungvaloa was the only player, and that was for the tank for Tua, that whole thing. And even with that, there were smoke screens. They're going to take Herbert. They're going to trade up to get Andrew Thomas. So I just caution people don't get your hopes set for one player, one way, one draft to happen. Because chances are, guys, it's most likely not going to happen. I'm not saying we're not going to take a wide receiver with our first pick. I'm not saying we're not going to trade back where we are. What I'm saying is don't get your mindset on this is the only thing that is going to happen. The Dolphins are for sure going to do this. If they don't, I will be upset. So with that comes something that came out of left field. No one expected, but I think everyone is super, super stoked about. And that is the Dolphins signing Will Fuller to a one-year, $10 million fully guaranteed deal. Incentives up to $13 million. And I don't understand how anyone 
could be upset with this move. I don't think anyone is. And I, I, I said something funny on Twitter. At least I think it's funny. I said Dolphins Twitter before and after the Will Fuller move was 100% a Snickers commercial where the person's acting grumpy, cranky. Chris Greer hands you Will Fuller, which would be the Snickers bar. You take it and then they're like better. You're like better. That was the Dolphins Twitter with the Will Fuller signing because let me say this. Obviously, with the Will Fuller signing, there are concerns. The two main concerns. Number one. PED suspension. There's going to be 17 games this year. He will only be able to play in 16 of them, which is a normal season. Armando Salguero doesn't know that. I guess someone needs to inform him that there's going to be 17 games this season because he said you're only going to get him for 15 games. But then again, are we surprised that Armando Salguero doesn't know what he's talking about? No, exactly. Moving on. But you're, we obviously know you're not going to get him for the first game of the season. Watch that game be against New England, because of course it would be against Buffalo or New England. Why would we not? You know, why would it not be? Of course, it's it's going to be against a division rival that we need to beat. Whatever. It's it's not going to be like the Dolphins play the Jaguars that game. I I, I promise you. Mark my words. Let's timestamp this. This is March twentieth, eleven thirty six. Week one's going to be like against the Patriots or the Saints, or the Buffalo Bills, and it's going to be a division game that we really need Will Fuller in. And we're going to go into the game and we're going to be left with, you know, the normal wide receiving core. Unless unless we get someone in the draft. So, strike that, I guess. But nonetheless, we don't get Will Fuller for week one. And there is injury concern. But let me just say this. Will Fuller, when healthy, is arguably the best deep threat in the NFL. Uh... Last season, obviously DeAndre Hopkins gets traded to Arizona. Will Fuller had his best season, was on pace to have his best season after getting moved from wide receiver two to one. So it's not that the burden was too hard for him. Now, obviously he was on steroids, so that's going to help you. But he was on pace to have a 1,300 yard season, 12 touchdowns. Okay, he's played 53 games in the NFL. He's only had 209 receptions, and he's had 24 touchdowns. That is a lot. Okay? The Dolphins have someone in Will Fuller that gives you everything you needed, that you did not have. He is the, for lack of a better term, and I apologize, he is Jakeem Grant on steroids. Seriously. Jakeem Grant, what you expect Jakeem Grant to be, explosive, can run past you, deep threat, yards after catch. That is Will Fuller. So the days are in the past of teams coming against the Dolphins and just stacking their linebackers and safeties close in the box because they have no fear of someone running past them. Those days are gone. Then you mention, with Will Fuller, you add someone in the draft, like a Kyle Pitts, like a Jalen Waddle, who I would absolutely love, you are going to have teams fear you like they never have before. But what are the bigger impacts of signing Will Fuller, aside from just having a stud of a playmaker? The biggest one that I can think of is the impact that it's going to have on Devontae Parker. 
And I've said this and I've never received flack for it because I, I think most people agree. Devontae Parker went healthy, kind of like Will Fuller. I think, in my opinion, is the best 50-50 ball receiver in the NFL. If you gave me a healthy Devontae Parker for 16 games, I would take him over every wide receiver in the NFL that does that same type of skill set. I'd take him over Allen Robinson. That may sound crazy to you. I would. If I knew he was going to be healthy. But the good thing about this is I believe you now have two players in Devontae Parker and Will Fuller that can both be number one or number two. And what I mean by that is Devontae Parker is no longer going to have to carry that load of having to be the do-it-all, you-are-the-primary-wide-receiver-on-this-offense type of role. Because that's not who he is, in my opinion. He is a phenomenal athlete. He is a guy that, when healthy, can dominate every person, any cornerback in the NFL. But the problem is that he's had to deal with injuries, and he has he's needed to be that number one wide receiver that's supposed to be able to do it all. Yards after catch, quick release, faster, 50-50 ball, that's not him. He needs to be that Alshon Jeffrey type of role, to where he's just one of those players where... You may have a lot of deep threats where you can run. You have players that in the slot can run past you yards after catch. You have a Will Fuller, but you have that one guy to where if he's not having the burden on him all the time and he's healthy, good luck trying to cover him. Because if he's healthy, you will you will lose. We saw that in 2019. When healthy, he will dominate every single player that, that is facing him. So for me, I believe that the Will Fuller signing is actually going to help him. Not only him, I believe it's going to help Preston Williams. Because Preston Williams, if you can get Preston Williams to share that workload with Devontae Parker, because they're basically the same player. Like at the end of the day, I believe Devontae Parker has a better skill set. He's better 50-50 ball. But if you can rotate Devontae Parker and Preston Williams out more, Instead of making them both on the field at the same time, you now have a, how do I say it? You now have someone that can step in if Devontae Parker is getting tired or if you fear injury, you have Preston Williams. And if they're both injury prone, you no longer have to worry about giving them the burden all the time. Same thing with Will Fuller. It works both ways. And that's why I believe the Dolphins would be smart to get another wide receiver like Pitts, like Waddle, Chase, Smith, whoever. Because if you can get, and and I really would love Pitts or Waddle, because I believe that, especially Jalen Waddle, if you feel confident with Parker and Fuller, you just add a slot guy that can give you that fear of just get the ball in his hands and he'll take it to the house. You get one of those guys, now you're cooking, okay? Now you're cooking with gas. So if you can add another wide receiver and you have three guys, different skill sets, all complementing each other, that's how you're going to find success. You look at the teams that have success on offense, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Packers, the Colts, whoever it may be, teams that have success on offense typically have wide receivers with different skill sets. And the problem with the Dolphins 
for so long, basically since Jarvis Landry left and Kenny Stills. So since Brian Flores got here, once they rebuilt this team, it's not their fault, but once they got rid of a lot of talent and Adam Gase as well, you've relied on Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, two guys with the same skill set, to cover all of the dimensions that you need a wide receiver to cover. On your team with wide receivers, I would argue there are three things you need to have with wide receivers. You need to have a possession guy that's good 50-50, Devontae Parker. You need to have a deep threat guy that can put fear in a defense at any moment. And you need to have a guy that can do those yards after catch type of plays. A good slot wide receiver. You look at most teams and they have all three of those. Okay, you look at the Chiefs. They have Tyreek Hill. Puts fear in every single person's heart at any time. Deep threat. You have a possession guy, Travis Kelsey. And then you have your guy who you just get the ball in his hands, even though that's kind of Tyreek Hill as well, McCole Hardman. That's why it works. Because you're like, I can't defend the deep ball and then the under route to a McCole Hardman and cover Travis Kelsey at the same time I can't. So that's why I believe if you get someone like Jalen Waddle, what's the defense supposed to do now? Because chances are when Devontae Parker's healthy, you're not going to find a cornerback that can cover him. Because if you put any cornerback other than your number one on Devontae Parker when he's healthy, they're going to get obliterated. So now you're having your number one corner on Will Fuller. Devontae Parker, when healthy, is now destroying you. Then you put your number one corner on him. Now Will Fuller has your number two and he's just running past him. Meanwhile, you have someone like Jalen Waddle, who is just destroying whoever, whatever slot corner is on him. And then not to mention, you're asking your tight end, your, your linebackers to cover Mike Gesicki. So I think the Dolphins are heading in the right direction with the Will Fuller signing. And considering, I understand, look, that he's going to be gone for a game, the injury concern, you're getting him for the same price this, the Patriots got Nelson Aguilar. So the Dolphins, this was an absolute steal. And I think if this can hit, if you can get Will Fuller from last year, obviously he had the steroids, we know that. But if you can get even him from two years ago, limited injuries, and even I'm not going to say no injuries because even if there's some slight injuries, if you can just get him to be two years ago, Will Fuller, it's better than anything you have on the team. Now you just need to add a player like a Kyle Pitts or a Jalen Waddle. You need to add one of those wide receivers. If you don't feel confident in Devontae Parker, you get a Jamar Chase. If you want an overall just good wide receiver, you get Devontae Smith. But I believe, man, look, you get a running back in the second or first round, probably the second. You get a Jalen Waddle in slot. Defenses are seriously going to have to fear this team because at the end of the day, no one feared the Dolphins in the past. Maybe on defense, but why would you fear the Dolphins on offense? You have two injured guys in Preston Williams and Devontae Parker, which even when healthy... At the end of the day, just double team them and don't, you're not going to give up anything deep because they can't run deep routes. Not that they can't, but they don't. 
And then who, who are you worrying about in the slot? I know Lynn Bowden's good, but what does he really make you fear? Nothing, really. And yeah, Mike Kosicki, who is good, but again, it's not a Travis Kelsey. It's not anyone you fear. Like, you know, it, 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 it's no one like that. No offense to Mike Kosicki. He's just, he's not a top three tight end in the NFL. So if you can add a Will Fuller who gives you that deep threat dimension and you add a slot wide receiver, you seriously have three players now that all complement each other that do different things. Not only that, you're not relying on any of them to be more important than the other. You're not relying on Devontae Parker to be the number one. Because now you have a slot wide receiver who can get open. You have Will Fuller who can run it deep. Just ask Devontae Parker to do what he does best. Don't ask him to be the number one, do everything. And then with Preston Williams, you're now no longer relying on him to be your number two wide receiver. He can back up Devontae Parker so that if Devontae Parker needs limited reps so he doesn't get injured as easily, it's fine. Because you have Preston Williams who is the exact same as Devontae Parker. So I love the Wolf Fuller signing. I, I really do. I think is a phenomenal fit. I still think we need to address wide receiver in the draft. I, again, I prefer Jalen Waddle because he is a slot wide receiver. Um, But also we need to remember Robert Foster. And while he is not a, you know, Will Fuller type of player, he's someone that he averaged 20 yards per catch. He's great in special teams. He can do punt returns, kick returns. And so you need to be asking yourself, now that Will Fuller is here and he does the exact same thing Jakeem Grant does but better, and you have someone in Robert Foster and Noeg Benogany that do special teams, is Jakeem Grant needed anymore on this team? Albert Wilson is someone who I have completely changed my mind on, and I want to say that right now. I would love to have Albert Wilson on this team, at least until the season starts. If it's not working out, you cut him. But I would love to have him on this team because when I re-watched the film and someone, I forget who it was, they posted an, uh, a, stat, a stat sheet and it said that since 2017, Albert Wilson is third in the league in yards after catch. So say you have Albert Wilson and then you have another slot wide receiver, okay? Let's just say you have literally empty set, Mike Gesicki, Albert Wilson, Jalen Waddle, Will Fuller, Devontae Parker. Have fun. So I'm one of those people, I've changed my mindset on Albert Wilson. I'd love to keep him. Uh, I think he has great addition to this team. He, we don't pay him much. So he's a great addition to this team. He's a camp body. Worst comes to worst, cut him closer to the uh, NFL league gear. But Jakeem Grant's one of those guys that I think the writing's on the wall. They got someone who is going to replace what they needed you for, and they have someone in Robert Foster that can return punts, return kicks, and Noah Igbenogany did the same thing last year as well. So those are my overall thoughts on the Wolf Fuller signing. I think when you look at the Dolphins areas that they improved, you look at the linebackers we've signed, you look at running back where we got someone who's younger, more physical than Jordan Howard. You look at adding Will Fuller. Center, Matt Skura, the jury's out on him. Uh, He was dealing with an injury in 2020. And 
while the, I'm not going to make excuses for him, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's going to suck for us. Because I believe that given more time to heal, given maybe a different system where you're not having to run the ball every single play because that's all the Ravens do, maybe he does a little better. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I think with the additions that you made, wide receiver-wise, running back, offensive line, linebacker, cornerback, I really like what the Dolphins did this offseason. They signed way more players than I ever thought they would, given the cap space that we had, because it's something I talked about last episode and multiple times before. We didn't actually have that much space, as much as people thought. So given the amount of space we did, I was really happy with the amount of players that we were able to sign. Now, obviously, we have the draft. We have four picks inside the top 50. We might trade back. We might not. And then also, I'm expecting us to cut or trade a couple players because I believe the way it is right now, I don't even think the Dolphins have enough money. I think we have enough money to sign our rookies, but it's barely. It's barely enough for that practice squad, all those all those players. So I would expect the Dolphins to make one or two cuts before the draft, possibly. We'll see, but we'll have to wait until that actually happens. So hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Appreciate you guys for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Fins up.